I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure if we should play the intro or the outro right now, but uh, I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, should. This, this is a special uh, breaking part of the Pro Football Jokes podcast. Uh, FYI, we recorded the rest of the podcast yesterday on the first day of the negotiating window. Now we are on the second day of free agency, essentially. Um, and uh, we just... We just had to come on and talk a little bit about the big trade that happened. We're not going to go through all the moves that happened today, but the Browns trading for Odell Beckham Jr., uh, trading their first-round pick, Jabril Peppers, and a third-round pick um, for the star wide receiver. Uh, Pep, what are what do you make of this deal? It You know, it's crazy how the acquisition of one player – now, I'm not – going to take away from all their other free agent acquisitions because that would just be a whole nother podcast. But it's crazy how <laughs> it almost feels like this is the Browns division to lose. And this feeling just came over me within like an hour. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, the, the other team, well, the, the rest of the teams in the AFC North are losing pieces left and right. The Browns just acquired one of the best players in the league. I mean, Odell is a star when he's on the field, and I I, I don't know that this this has me pumped uh, as a, as an owner of him in Dynasty. And I, I know you weren't quite as sold on the fantasy value of Od- Odell Beckham. What, what what do you think is uh is you think his value goes up on the Browns or goes down? Well, initially I thought it went down because I felt like Jarvis Landry was going to have a bigger role next year, um, but. As, as you kind of talked me down from that ledge, I realized that Freddie Kitchens is going to continue to grow in his role as a play caller, and he's got all these pieces now to have maybe an offense that's just as fun and tricky and, yeah, fun to watch as a Matt Nagy offense or, dare I say, an Andy Reid or Sean McVay offense. Um, and those guys all get touches, and uh, Odell Beckham is probably still going to have the same production, if not more, under Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, their 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 offense is stacked now, and I I Odell is one of the players in the league where I'm not worried about you know how many targets he gets because he's a star where he's he's going to get his targets. Um, the only thing is you know how good is the situation to me. The situation in Cleveland right now is great. Uh, Baker, uh, I I think once Freddie Kitchens took over, I think there was no doubt he was a top ten quarterback in the league um, from that point on. Uh, so I, I think he's a huge upgrade from Eli Manning. Um, Brown's off has a lot of pieces. Uh, and But, I mean, the receivers uh, last year were, were terrible. I mean, Jarvis Landry really had one of his worst seasons as a pro. Um, and, you know, they had guys like Brashad Perriman catching passes from uh, <laughs> from Baker. So, yeah, now with uh, maybe Antonio Callaway steps up, plays a little bit better. With him, Odell, and Jarvis Landry, I think that's a pretty solid receiving core. Go along with uh, Nick Chubb in the backfield, who's a beast, and maybe even Kareem Hunt if uh, if he comes back from and suspension. David, David Njoku has had moments of brilliantness, brilliance too. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty solid tight end. You know, and I'm I'm looking at this trade and what the Giants got in return. They got a the 17th overall pick in the draft, the Browns' second third round rounder of the draft and Jabril Peppers and you know I'm sure Browns fans are sad to see Jabril Peppers go but at the end of the day I feel like the Browns are getting more out of this trade and I think it's John Dorsey realizing that 
the AFC North right now is up for grabs, so why not go and take it? Uh, even though they've had two really good past years in drafting-wise, I mean, w- what do you need to draft right now that would be a plug-and-play that makes you a clear-cut division winner? Uh, I I think their first thought is right now would be offensive tackle. You know, I think their offense is pretty much set that they – uh, you know they they're they're de- they've started to add some pieces they signed sheldon richardson on defense uh they traded for olivier vernon on defense so they kind of shored up that defensive line uh their linebackers are fine they they drafted uh denzel ward to bolster that secondary i know they're losing to real peppers now but uh they still got the marius randalls back there I, I think i think the the biggest uh need for them is offensive tackle they want to protect baker and you know make that offense as as dangerous as it can be yeah for sure um i think this is a team that's just ready to win right now and odell is a power play to really do that and the steelers have to be hurting watching their elite receiver go and then have odell come into the division (laughs) yeah it's uh Definitely seems like a change in the guard there in the AFC North, but you know we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, still a long off season to come, and then obviously you know they got to prove it in the regular season. But uh, things are looking up for Browns fans for the first time in quite some time. So good and, for them. Uh, for Giants fans, you lost Landon Collins and you got Jabril Peppers. Uh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice. So, By new uh, means, maybe, a bad maybe player. <laughs> yeah uh so hopefully they can use those uh draft picks they got to draft some draft some talent there because uh, i'm not seeing a whole lot of hope for this giants team they they have as many holes as just about anybody in the in the nfl right now so and i think um this might be this might solidify the giants going and getting a quarterback this draft um yeah it's true you know not having to spend that entire first round on one quarterback um, and then wait until the next round to get another position you need. They can use that 17th to maybe leverage themselves into a position to get Kyler Murray possibly, or they could use more picks other than that to get down to that number one spot. Um, Maybe the Cardinals are a dark horse winner of this trade, depending (laughs) on what the Giants would perhaps give up, but that's just me speculating. It's possible. Or they could uh, they can end up just trading for Josh Rosen to replace Eli. There you go. That's, Give up that's that third possibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, why don't we throw it to ourselves uh, in the past um, to talk about the first day as free agency moves? You guys can uh, ignore the part about Anthony Barr because uh, he he did not sign end up signing with the Jets. Uh, you but think you know a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the uh, the first uh, signings of the first day of the negotiating window. Um, so, and we'll we'll cover the the rest of the signings today on the later podcast. Um, so, uh, enjoy listening to more of us. Welcome to the Pro Football Joke Podcast. We are here in the first day of the negotiating period, but basically the first day of free agency. Um, and there have been a lot of moves, uh, exciting where the league is heading. Always 
fun to see this free agency frenzy, as they call it nowadays. Uh, are you guys excited uh, about the the all the all the movement in the NFL right now? I have with me here Pep, the Chep, and Jemp thirty two twenty. How are you guys doing? Oh man, today has been so much fun to watch. Just every team shelling out money, including our Redskins, shelling out a historic amount of money for Landon Collins, six years, $84 million, $45 million guaranteed. Now that is a Redskin move right there. Been loving watching it. Absolutely, and let's hope he is not the next Adam Archuleta. <laughs> yeah, oh man, it's just exciting to have uh, football happening. You know, I mean, these these football teams are really competing every day, man, and it's just uh, a joy to see them uh, going out there and Compete really, every day. <laughs> really going out there, and, and and teams are finding their guys and they're being aggressive with it. It's, it's it's fun to see, and I know the players are excited to see the money being passed around. Yeah, uh, so why don't we get right into it? There have been a lot of moves. Let's start with the the big headline of last night. Uh, happened, you know, before the negotiation window actually started, but got news: uh, Antonio Brown traded uh, for for a third and a fifth round pick, the wide receiver of the P- Pittsburgh Steelers. In case any of you didn't know, um, he was traded to the Oakland Raiders. Um, were you guys surprised at the uh, the the terms of this deal? I, I can't say I was. Uh, you knew it was going to be a record-setting nineteen million a year. Um, I was oh, just sorry. actually. I meant, I meant I meant the trade deal, like just for uh, a third third yes. and fifth round pick. Yes, I was. I was surprised that we had been hearing all along that the Steelers wanted the right compensation for a player of his level, and it was a third and a fifth. That were given up, and the whole time it sounded like they wanted a first rounder or a high second. So it, it yeah. did take me aback a little bit. Yeah, I expected. You know, I, I I thought they would end up getting a first, and if not, I certainly thought they would get at least a second, uh, and probably you know a second and like a fourth or fourth or fifth, but. A third and a fifth just sound, seemed really low to me well, uh, for the Steelers. Let's, let's think about who we're talking about here. We're not talking about somebody like Amari Cooper or you know Golden Tate type deal that's going to fetch you a uh, good return. He's done some good things, some adequate things, but I mean, he's no Cooper if you ask me. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely right, man. Uh, just doesn't have the pedigree of an Amari Cooper or Brandon Cooks. Uh, Clearly, I, I mean, the one thing I will say is that, you know, Antonio Brown was drafted all the way back in 2010. And, you know, some of the other players that were drafted in that same draft class, uh, Demarius Thomas, uh, Des Bryant, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Jimmy Graham, all of these guys are pretty close to the end. I know Antonio Brown hasn't really shown any signs of decline yet, but, you know, it can it can go quickly for a player been in the league that well long. one way to ensure the fact that you will show signs of decline is go from having a two-time super bowl champion quarterback to Derek carr so whether or not it's body fatigue or just <laughs> opportunity I, I i feel like he'll have some struggles but yeah no that's interesting i haven't thought about that uh, compared to kind of his uh, fellow draft class he, he's never looked nearly as old as those kind of guys have i mean des hasn't been able to create separation in a long time Gronkowski is a Super Bowl champ from last year, so tough to say he's done, except for the fact that he can't run anymore, but he can still catch the ball. So 
uh, yeah, it's tough to want to pay a 30-year-old receiver big-time money over multiple years. So I guess that cooled off the market. Yeah, obviously, you know, some of his antics obviously played into that as well. Everyone knew he wanted to be traded. And the fact that, you know, he wanted the new deal, I guess that was probably something teams took into account. They knew they would have to sign to this big contract um, or he wouldn't wouldn't have been happy and would have just wanted out of there, too. Um, So I guess uh, I guess in the in the end, it makes sense. But uh, not the only uh, Brown to get a big deal from the Raiders. Uh, they also signed offensive lineman of the Patriots, Trent Brown, um, four year, 66 million highest paid offensive lineman in history. Um, se- second year in a row, the Patriots have produced the highest uh, paid offensive <laughs> lineman in history. So, uh, that's impressive. Um, and, you know, it worked out so well for the Giants signing Nate Solder. So we'll, we'll see how, how this one works out. What, what, do you guys think uh, this this will make the Raiders better? I, I don't know because they just dealt Colecio Semele to the Jets. Um, and he was he had a pretty good 2016. I know he's a couple years removed from that, but that was a move that kind of surprised me. Um, but I guess they shelled him out because they, they wanted – brown in there um but i I, i'm just surprised that um the raiders with john gruden now i guess mayock is convincing him to pay these guys um but you know this is something i guess we'll have to see it pan out yeah Yeah, it's hard to sorry go ahead jack oh no you go for it all right yeah it's hard for me to really agree with this i mean Coletio Semele, I, I agree. I, I I thought you know he would have been a, a good he, you know even though he was he had some injuries problems last year didn't play much um, and when he did he wasn't as effective and they had to you know play him all over the place um, but you're right he was an all pro just a few years ago um, and obviously they you know people put a premium on tackles rather than interior linemen um, but Trent Brown you know was a guy who couldn't really couldn't really do much in San Francisco was always a guy who was talented but never really put it together came to the Patriots they they, they moved him to the left tackle when he played right tackle for his whole career just because they they didn't have anybody to play left tackle because their first round draft pick Isaiah Wynn got hurt and you know he kind of worked out because they're the Patriots and they know how to make make things work but I don't know that he's you know really up there with the, the best tackles in football right now. And I know, you know, obviously in free agency that offensive tackles are at a shortage. So that's why they get overpaid. Um, but still it's, you know, I, I, I don't think this was a step up in their offensive line. No, what I was going to say, I think it really, I mean, the, the success of the Patriots offensive linemen have seemed to kind of come down to like so many things in their uh, coaching and just being put in the right situations. And of course, having a quarterback that knows how to get rid of the ball quick and, and, help the offensive line out and so it's just kind of tricky to take somebody off the Patriots roster pay them a bunch of money and and make it work and with your system there so I I, I struggle to see that being the building block for the offensive line in in Oakland as well yeah uh speaking of the Patriots uh why don't we talk about their big move uh they traded for Michael Bennett uh adding to that pass rush which uh I know they they need help with um what, what do you guys think of 
this move to he's pretty much replacing Trey Flowers in that defense. Well, honestly, I, I think it's a big mistake, and and it has actually nothing to do with him, but everything to do with the fact that his brother now wants to come out of retirement to play with him, and I think that is dangerous. Yeah, the Bennetts and McCordys. How many sets of twins or brothers can you get on team? <laughs> it's true. Uh, we'll see. I, I I don't know if that they'll actually want Marty B, B to come out of retirement for them. I mean, they might. If Gronk, Gronk could still retire, and then uh, he could just step in to replace Gronk. <laughs> Should be pretty easy to replace Gronk. He doesn't do too much there. Yeah, true. And they have, they want to just want a Super Bowl with him, not not doing all that much. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they they have a desperate need at tight end since they lost to Wayne Allen. <laughs> oh man now I, I, oh but uh ultimately i i've actually in uh i think it's a, a fine move for the patriots it's tough to really question what they do when they seem to make whatever they do work when they get players from other teams uh but he's an extremely talented player and they got him at a a solid solid price there is, is there two years left in the deal or is it a one-year deal sorry um I'm not sure, but I'll have to look that up in a second. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I, I agree. I think Michael Bennett definitely um, came on towards the end of the season, uh, and you know he's obviously had a great career. But even at his, at, even at his age, he's still playing really well. And I, I think you know he can just step in there for like Stray Flowers. Stray Flowers is a pretty good player for them. But I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he did just step in and be just as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he's got um, two years left on his deal, seven million and eight million. Um, yeah, it's a pretty reasonable deal. Yeah, it said he's he's looking for a uh, pay raise, uh, but uh, he's probably not going to get that from the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> No, pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty reasonable deal for his 34 and 35 year season. Like you said, he's been able to still be productive uh, and turn it on. And um, the Patriots are pretty proud of their way to manufacture a pass rush and kind of control the defensive line there. So yeah. I think it would be a fun move. I think Flowers is going to end up doing unbelievable <laughs> things. So it's going to turn out to be a huge mistake. But uh, well, I'll save that. Well, I want to talk about Lions. They've been pretty active in free agency, um, signing Ray Flowers. Um, expected to get around 17 million per year, um, so you know, pretty pretty hefty contract. Uh, but he was he has been a very good defensive lineman. Um, also signed Danny Amendola, Jesse James, the tight end, and Justin Coleman, the slot corner from the Seahawks. Um, are 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 you feeling good about the the moves the Lions are making, Jack? Yeah, I'm excited as we're about to enter the 2016 season and we've just kind of stolen the Patriots squad and, and, and moved them over. Uh, but it, it is just unbelievable, the Patriots connections that uh, is forming here. Uh, but I really liked how our defense started to uh, turn it on more towards the end of the year as they adjusted finally to the new schemes and the way that we're playing. Uh, and I'm actually really encouraged by this. I mean, Anza, great player, but uh, struggled so much with staying on the field uh, and having someone like Trey Flowers come in. And uh, honestly, I mean, it, it, like you mentioned, it is a big um, salary to give somebody, as you've seen us, not pay 
defensive lineman in the past. Uh, but getting somebody here a little bit less than what some of those other guys wanted, but he's still a top-tier player uh, and gives us some defensive flexibility, which is really exciting. Uh, and then I'm going with uh, Justin Coleman. Um, it's pretty interesting that the kind of contract we gave him to kind of be our nickel corner and just looking at how uh, we want to play there. But I'm all for kind of empowering our secondary there um, with having Darius Slay and all these guys out of Georgia. Kind of makes for an interesting interesting space there. Uh, Danny Amendola, I think, is a fine kind of pickup. We are looking for a slot receiver, kind of third, four receiver. Last year we made some success kind of piecemealing that together, but Danny should fit in there and, and be just kind of a trusty, steady target, even though we want a little playmaking. Um, that's not particularly going to be him. It's it's nice to have somebody to throw the ball to. And then, I mean, Jesse James, I don't really know. We were just, after having multiple first-round picks be our tight ends and then suddenly having zero things last year, it's just kind of... We'll see how that goes. I'm not uh, holding my breath that Jesse James is going to be a, 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 yeah, a life changer. I, I will say about the Lions' moves, I, I really think they, they're they really getting the pieces that they – filling the holes that they have. So, I mean, you know, it's true. Danny Amendola, they lost Golden Tate. They have, you know, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay on the outside. But Danny Amendola is there to, to fill in the slot when they don't really have much behind them. Um, and, of course uh, – I think on the back end, Justin Coleman is a great, great pickup. Um, you know, the nickel corner is basically a starting position now in today's NFL. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with them giving him a, you know, a pretty big contract. Um, and, and it's true. I mean, they, they had nothing there at tight end. Jesse James is, is fine. Like it's, it's not like you have to have a star tight end. Just have somebody there. Exactly. Exactly. Especially since when we try to go for a star tight end, it doesn't work. They either can't catch the ball for us, get hurt, or will retire instead of being traded to us. So uh, getting a uh, star tight end doesn't seem to be our, in our plans. But I, like you mentioned, we're filling needs. And I just truly love the mindset we have as the as the Lions here. So we're, really, we're really trying to build something. We're not doing some uh, crazy let's rebuild, let's tear down, which is not something we can do when our quarterback is making so much money. Uh, so I like the kind of commitment that they're making. That uh, And I also, I mean, I got furious with Patricia a couple times last year, mostly for uh, clock management issues and, and things like that. But ultimately, there were some signs that uh, he, was, he was connecting there towards the end, even with all the reports that um, talked about the struggles of it. He was a first-year head coach, and I love the fact that we're giving him at least the chance to uh, to build it, to see his style, to, to, to create something here. Maybe next year I'll be fuming on this podcast that why in the world did we do that? But uh, you know what? I'm actually in. I'm positive. I'm, uh, I like the chance that we have building something. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear Pep's thoughts. Pep, what do you think about uh, this uh, future Super Bowl champs, the Detroit Lions? I think you guys are right. They're making moves in the right direction. And fun fact, they drew the first blood of free agency today by uh, getting Dan- Danny Amendola. Uh, they, they started setting the tone and uh, lighting a fire under other teams' butts to start signing people or else the Lions are going <laughs> to sign them. Uh, exactly. I do like the Trey Flowers signing. Um, and I think just because he's linked back up with Matt Patricia, I think it's worth mm-hmm. chilling out a little bit of money and going to a coach you're familiar with and knows how to use you. Um, the Jesse James signing is, I think, purely depth. And uh, Justin Coleman was quietly 
one of those guys that was um, an unsung hero, I feel, in Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, nickel corners don't always get all the love, but uh, I think uh, they paid him handsomely, and we'll see how that, that turns out with Slay on the outside, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right, my, my last little thought on it, we didn't need to spend the whole podcast talking about the best team in football, but they made some moves, and I appreciated it. Uh, but yeah, they, just kind of, as you mentioned, setting the tone and, and going for it. And my last thought on Trey Flowers, when that alert came across my phone today that we signed him, just my first thought was, I like that. It's just a pretty plain and simple. Like I was actually excited that we got him, and that was even before I saw the number, and, and that didn't turn me off from it either of, of what we're paying him. And I mean, he's a young player, he's a talented player, and to kind of get him locked up for for a um, fair number is is exciting for the franchise. Yeah, I would say it's always exciting when you get a, a good player like Trey Flowers, who, um, you know, regardless of the contract, I, I think you know salary cap always you know keeps going up anyway. So yeah, you got it. And we're going to be the team. We're going to be the team that proves the Patriots <laughs> wrong. We're going to be the team. Yeah, fools to let them go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I I think uh, lines are trending in the right direction at least. Um, anyway, why don't we move on, move on he'll to? Be, uh, he'll be. He'll be our Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> yeah, get get the Patriots <laughs> back for that. Uh, yeah. So uh, why don't we move on to our favorite team, Pep? Uh, the Washington Redskins uh, made a big splash signing Landed Collins to a six-year, $84 million deal. Um, pretty uh, lot of money there. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you think about it, Pep? <laughs> I mean, a lot of money. There's a lot of money there. And... Uh, Landon Collins, he he didn't play the full season last year, but he wasn't his 2016 self, that's for sure. So there's a little bit of a question mark there, but he's shown the ability in the past to make plays. Uh, he's good box safety, but uh, we do have a lot of big, big receiving threats in the NFL. So I'm, I'm a little worried how we'll use him here. Um, and there are a lot of other holes this team needs to address uh, with not as much cap as other teams. So I'm a little worried at how we're going to address those things going forward. And free agency isn't always the answer, but um, it is for the draft wise. I, I just don't know what these guys are going to do, but it was a very Redskin move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> welcome to Washington and Landon, Landon Collins. He's always been a Redskins fan growing yep. up, I believe. Uh, so he's, he's coming, yep. coming home. Uh, he really, I, I love Landon Collins. So I'm, I'm not, disappointed by the signing uh his favorite player growing up was sean taylor um models the game after him so obviously got got a like for that um but uh yeah it is quite the deal considering you know last year in free agency you know people weren't paying safeties at all there were a bunch of safeties on the free agent market that were that had great years but this year they're they're getting paid you know landon collins getting paid 14 million Tyron Matthew getting paid $14 million a year as well. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not upset about it. You look at guys like who, who've come in and been immediate impacts, like Jamal Adams and Derwin James, who are also box safeties. Um, I think, you know, safeties are a big part of today's NFL, and I think uh, Lynn Collins can can make a difference on the Redskins. And, you know, it's a, it's a big number. I, I, but... 
you know, market keeps going up. That's this way you got to pay these guys if you want to get them on your team. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm happy with Landon Collins. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Whatever, Bruce Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it because uh, we haven't, we haven't pods that happened. But the, the Redskins also traded for Case Keenum last week. Um, you know, didn't really trade anything. Traded a six for swapped a six for a seventh and got Case Keenum on a three point five million dollar deal. Uh, no. There was a lot of a lot of jokes about the Redskins for uh, signing Case for you know trading for Case Keenum, um, but you know it's a reasonable deal and they don't have anything else at quarterback, so you know I was fine with it. I I, I honestly I, I I don't think he's he's even a downgrade on Alex Smith to be honest. Whoa, well I wouldn't go that far, but you know we needed some depth in there and it's not going to kill us completely. We're paying three point five for him this year. Um, so, I mean, it's just going to be a competition between him and Colt McCoy, and it's not a competition I hate at all because we've seen some pretty bad quarterback competition. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to go back to 2011 with Rex Grossman and John Beck, that was probably one of the worst competitions. And then Patrick Ramsey versus Mark Brunel. So we've seen worse. We've seen worse. We have. That, that's that's <laughs> That's the upside we look for, Pep. Man, I don't. I don't know why you guys uh, didn't want to sign uh, Kirk Cousins. That seems like it would have been a lot easier. Yeah, that that was my uh, my, my first take. You know, first when we first traded for Case Keenum, I was kind of up in arms about it because I thought we were going to take on his whole contract, eighteen million. But he ended up he took a ten million dollar pay cut, and you know the Broncos are taking half of it. Uh, They're paying him three and a half we're paying him three and a half so uh, yeah that is a, a crazy big pay cut nfl contracts are so interestingly structured in decisions that they make but he's probably made a good amount and he has the opportunity to play which i'm sure is exciting and lead this washington team to a sweet six and ten record it's gonna be fantastic he's got all those weapons to throw to he's just too excited <laughs> skull redskins man skull red <laughs> nfc championship here we yeah. come we we pretty much just traded quarterbacks with the Vikings, you know, from two years ago. So, <laughs> and I just got to say again, it is uh, such a shame that Alex Smith got hurt. I, I've been a fan of his the whole time he's been in the league, stand-up guy, good quarterback, and just uh, just an awful. I mean, he's set financially, which is great. However, I'm sure he wishes he could be out on the field and, and not have to go through this. So, prayers to him. Hopefully, he's able to come back. Well, he would probably have been cut if he hadn't gotten hurt. So, at least, at least he gets all this injury guaranteed money. So, there's there is that. <laughs> no, I knew I, I, the Red Cross probably wouldn't have cut him. I I, I don't know what they would have done. Uh, if I, they would cut him and traded for Case Keenum. How would you guys feel right now? <laughs> honestly, I would be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I re- I really don't think he's he's a downgrade on uh, on Alex Smith. Like I, Alex Smith was not very good last year, and I I mean Case Keenum. I don't think Case Keenum is that bad. Like at least I don't know Case Keenum. At least like tries to be good. You know, I, he's he's not that good, but I don't know. He he, he at least gives it his best 
best shot. And I, I like people have been talking about like why didn't they try for somebody better like Nick Foles or Teddy Bridgewater? I'm like, I I don't. I wouldn't say I would rather have either of those guys over Case Keenum to be honest. Yeah, Nick Foles would struggle in Washington. Case Keenum's career record is like twenty eight and thirty four, which is fine. That's pretty Redskins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, we've watched him since twenty thirteen, I think. Yeah. On and off, he is good sometimes, and then sometimes he's on a team like the first year of the L.A. Rams. Were, you know? Yeah. So you know, we'll see what happens with Case Keenum. You never know. But the problem. I'm really worried about with this team is just the darn wide receivers right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I still hope we draft a quarterback to sit behind Colton case and Alex. Yep. It's <laughs> learning from all these different, they're all telling <laughs> different stuff. <laughs> Don't listen to any. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, it'd be fun. Let's let's draft Daniel Jones, who models his game after Jake DeLome. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds like a, a good move. All right, why don't we, we? I think we talked enough about the Redskins. Um, well, how about uh, talking about Quan Alexander getting a four-year, fifty-four million dollar contract from the Forty ers uh, This is a pretty big deal for. Uh, a guy who who has played pretty well uh, at, at points in his career, but he's been a little inconsistent. He's been on a team who's never really had a good defense as long as he's been there. Um, so uh, you know, fourteen million dollars a year for a for a middle linebacker, you know, it's a it's quite it's it's quite a a big big contract. Um, what, what what do you guys think of uh, the the addition for the Forty ers yeah, I, I, I kind of uh, agree with what you were saying there. It's a lot of money for somebody who um, it's tough to bet the farm that he's going to be a, a stalwart of that defense and kind of anchor it. So uh, they're, they're making moves. They're trying to use their cap space to, to make some improvements. So kudos on that. But uh, I'm uh, not a high grade from me. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, at least once – Every offseason, John Lynch has to like spend a bunch <laughs> of money on a guy. And That's I actually true. forgot about Quan Alexander until I saw the deal today because the Bucks yeah. defense was just so treacherous <laughs> last year that not <laughs> like following them at all. Uh, so I mean, defenses didn't see, or offensive didn't seem to notice him either. So <laughs> uh, I I really have no comment about this one. You know, the Forty ers they have some cap space to shell out, so yeah. have at it. <laughs> Last year, they spent it all on Jarek McKinnon, so <laughs> I, I like that 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 uh, signing until he got hurt. McKinnon would have been a beast. Yeah, I was I was never never a huge fan. So I was right because he got hurt. What a, yeah. what a scrub! How did I not see that coming? <laughs> and they signed Jimmy Garoppolo to that big contract. What idiots! He got hurt too. Yummies. Do you guys uh, want me to keep it in the Bay Area with a recent piece of news? Oh, sure. Adam Schefter reports LaMarcus Joyner will go to the Raiders on a four-year deal. Raiders are going to keep spending, I bet. 
yeah. There, there were some reports earlier that the Raiders were having some cash flow issues. Doesn't doesn't seem that way <laughs> based on how they're spending. Mike Mayock is playing Madden 07 right now. Well, they've, they've agreed in principle, but they haven't had to pay any money yet. So we'll see if the discrepancy comes in when the, the players start talking about it, not not getting their paychecks. They're start bouncing checks. <laughs> the Raiders still don't even know where to play. So they got to figure that South out. County <laughs> High School is open. <laughs> yep. uh. <laughs> That's what's gonna end up happening. We're just gonna end up playing at a some random random field, <laughs> <laughs> or, or just some random patch of grass. The field. They're gonna have to go there, paint the field themselves, and I don't know if the field behind the Slocums is regulation, but uh, <laughs> man, she is going to be pissed. <laughs> oh man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's let's talk about the uh New York Jets. Uh they they made a couple uh a few big signings. Uh well, we already talked about they traded for uh Kelechi Osemele. Um also signed Jameson Crowder and just just a few uh a few minutes ago they signed Anthony Barr just before he started the podcast. So I like one of the two of those signings. Can you guys guess which one I like and which one I don't? Uh, you like Jameson Crowder. <laughs> so close! <laughs> but you guys know better than I. Um, I just genuinely expected more from him in his time in Washington there and uh, struggled to see how he's going to be a, a large impact player on a decent, decently, uh, he's getting fairly well compensated for his time there in, in the Jets. But uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, um, I think it's a good signing by the Jets. Um, why do I feel like they took another wide receiver today other than Jamison? Um, maybe they didn't, but uh, yeah, I, they made a couple splash signings and trades, and you know, I feel really bad for them because Josh McCown hasn't committed to playing next year, so uh, that might hurt Robbie Anderson's stock a little bit if Darnold gets injured. But uh I mean, they, they had to go out and make some moves and what is one of the weaker wide receiver markets I've seen right. in recent the, years. That's the, fair. The, the Jets did also sign a wide receiver Josh Bellamy, if that's uh, what you're thinking yes. of, Pearson. That's so, the yeah. difference maker. <laughs> yep. Um, I... I, I I would I like the signing of Damon Crowder. I honestly think he's he's a pretty good player. He's he's had some injury issues, but um, you know he's a good good slot receiver. You know I'd take him. I and I, I know he did did get a lot of money, but the wide receiver market's kind of blown up the last couple years. So it, it's it it again it is what it is. They you know I I take him over Adam Humphreys who got. Uh, who got get about the same amount of money? I agree with I agree with that. And you're taking a chance to the younger player, hoping he can be be healthy and he's shown enough flashes. But I'm I'm thankful more on my Lions perspective that we went with the one year deal for cheap for Amendola over making a splash on overpaying a medium wide receiver. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and and also I, I the signing of Anthony Barr, I'm, you know, I'm I'm fine with. I haven't seen the the terms of the deal yet, so so I I don't know how much they're paying him. But uh, you know, it's the, the, the they need whatever help they can get. They they, they don't have a, a ton of talent. Their their defense isn't isn't bad. They have some 
solid players, but not a lot of huge playmakers. They have Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams, who are who are both really good players. But other than that, they're just stack stacked with you know you know solid starters, which which isn't a bad bad move for a defense. So I, I like the addition of Anthony Barr as you know another solid solid player there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, the Bills are spending as well right now. That's true. You know, it's a it's an arms race there in the, the Bill, AFC East. The Bills got one of <laughs> one of my favorite signings. They stole him. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about Frank Gore um, signing their third 30 year old running back on the roster. I'm pretty um, sure Frank Gore is 25. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Joining Chris Ivory and Lashawn McCoy. Um, so. They they once the season starts they are their combined age is ninety eight years old so um, wow between, between the three of them do, do, do you guys what you want out of your running do do you guys know how many yards per carry Gore averaged last year uh I'll say yeah I think he he, he was not bad last year I'd say like four what do you think Pep yeah, it was like a 4.2, He averaged 4.6 yards a carry. And uh, I've never even seen somebody run that far as a Detroit Lions fan. So <laughs> that is an incredible feat. Love Frank Gore. <laughs> Ageless, as always. Just keep grinding there in Buffalo. Going to change the change yeah. the dynamics. <laughs> yeah. Change the culture. Change the division. Yeah, they also added uh, Mitch Morse at center. Uh, very, very good. Uh, he's he's been a really good center there for the Chiefs, uh, and Kevin Johnson at cornerback, uh, which I think is a, a good move as well. Uh, you know, he's had injury problems since he entered the league, but he was a first round pick for the Texans, um, and they need somebody to play opposite Jadavius White. Um, so, and you know, he, he's it's a little bit of a risk with the with his injury history, but. Uh, he, he could, he's, he's had some flashes as during, during his time with the Texans. So, you know, it's, I, I like these, you know, high upside signings. Yeah. We will see how all those pan out. Uh, the dolphins are obviously killing the game with, uh, signing just Dwayne Allen today. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty solid. <laughs> so good luck to them. That's, that's what, that's just what they needed. Uh, didn't, didn't. They're just they're just waiting to shell it all out to Blake Bortles. Oh <laughs> my gosh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Uh, I I could totally see that <laughs> happening too. <laughs> anyway, why don't why don't we talk about uh, why Blake Bortles might get released? Because uh, the Jags signed Nick Foles to a four year, eighty eight million dollar contract. Could be worth up to a hundred and two million with incentives. Um. Do you guys like the signing for the for the Jaguars? Well, uh, I I'll go ahead. I actually do. I I went back and forth on this. I honestly the the weird part of this, if you were to ask me, do you think it'll work out? I would pretty confidently say no. However, I still like the signing, so I don't know really what to make make sense of that. The Jaguars had to do something. Unfortunately, uh, Blake Bortles was just too good for the team, and he's going to go lead somebody else. But um, they needed something uh, to, to mix it up, to give him some hope, to give him some life. And uh, Nick Foles is, I'm sure, excited for the chance to start regularly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I do th- struggle to think it will 
work out as they hope? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be one of the naysayers here. And I think uh, going from a roster like the Eagles that had a pretty good defense and had some more promising receivers for him to throw to, um, to Jacksonville, where the defense is kind of underperformed uh, and his top receivers will be D.D. Westbrook and Marquise Lee, maybe. Um, he'll have a good run game in Leonard Fournette, hopefully. Maybe. But, uh, I, yeah, maybe if Leonard Fournette doesn't go punching Bills players. <laughs> uh, I, and who was their offensive coordinator? John D. Filippo. Sorry. Yeah. So, all right. So he's got some familiarity with D. Filippo. Um, but I, I just don't know. Yeah, I think that's, I the, that's the big connection. Connection. Um, you know, D. Filippo wants Nick Foles there, but I, I don't know. It's it, it's I, I, I'm I'm kind of with you where I'm like, is Nick Foles even that big of an upgrade from Blake Portals? Uh, I know people love to rag on Blake Portals, but like there have been times when he's been been good. Uh, last year was not one of those times. Um, I guess they, you know, when he was good or at least decent, uh, they did make the NFC championship. So, or AFC championship. Um, so, um, maybe Nick Foles can, can be that, but I, I don't know. You're kind of counting on the upside of Nick Foles when he's been an inconsistent quarterback for, for his whole career. Like he has those games where he's just looks unstoppable, but he also has those games where he's, he's bad. <laughs> so, yeah. And like, He's coming from a team that had, you know, Lane Johnson and Jason Peters was hurt, but Lane Johnson, Jason Peters, Jason Kelsey, an offensive line like that to Eric Flowers and (laughs) just that offensive line. Uh, They better do something about it in free agency or the draft Uh, because I just I see some holes that the Eagles had plugged. Yeah, it, it's not it's not the greatest you know supporting cast on offense. So they're they're kind of counting on their defense getting back to where they were uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but we'll see if Nick Foles can bolster that offense to at least just be you know average, and then you know that their defense get back to it being good. But you know, the defense is losing some pieces too. Um, you know they 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 released a, or they released and traded a, a few players, uh, including uh, Malik Jackson, who the Eagles got, um, you know, in in sort of in return for not, it was wasn't actually for Nick Foles, but they they ended up getting Malik Jackson from from the Jaguars. Um, so, what, what what do you think of Malik Jackson's addition to, to bolster that Eagles defensive line even further? They just keep adding. Adding new guys every year, to Yeah. Yeah, they always keep adding guys, don't they? And Malik Jackson, I think he had a little bit of a down year last year. Yeah. But uh, he's, he's always solid depth, and that's what the Eagles' defensive line is. Fresh. Full of Fresh. depth. <laughs> yeah, they, they've kind of found a strategy that they like and that obviously worked for them to win a Super Bowl, and they're really doing everything they can to stick with it. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's smart. You know, they – they're they're just kind of rotating guys, not just like within the games, but just every year they're shipping guys out, shipping new guys in. You know they lost, shipped out 
Michael Bennett, bring in bring in uh, Malik Jackson. Don't and and similar type of players, even though you know, Bennett plays a little bit more outside than Malik Jackson does, but Bennett plays plays inside and out, um, just sort of like Malik Jackson does. Uh, Malik Jackson doesn't play outside quite as much as Michael Bennett, but still, uh, just adding. You know, players to that defensive line who can who are versatile and can rotate in uh, just helps them. Um, another move by the Eagles uh, traded for Deshaun Jackson, and I'm a little conflicted about this move because you know I I do think it makes the Eagles better, which I am against. Um, but since I do own Chris Godwin in Dynasty, I am happy that you know now now it's really just him and Mike Mike Evans there in, in Tampa, and you know. Chris Godwin's going to get all those targets. Oh yeah, and with Adam Humphreys gone yeah. too, exactly. That, that's crazy stuff. <laughs> um, Deshaun Jackson, yeah, he does make them a little bit better, but I think he is definitely in the very, very distant twilight of his career. So um, he's there. Had a great start three, to, to twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, he did, but I just. I think he's on the decline, and he's going to get hurt. You know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe not the uh, not the best. Though. I we still we're still not still not sure. You know, I, I don't know if Nelson Aguilar is going to end up on that roster. He's he's due a lot of money, and the Eagles are strapped for cap room. So he's definitely a cut candidate uh, with Deshaun Jackson coming to coming to Philly. Um, so we'll see who 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 they end up having at, at receiver when all, when it's all said and done. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's a good move for for the Eagles to to make an addition. Though losing Golden Tate after you know it's all worth it because he made that catch in the in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am going to have to run here in just a second. Is there any particular final thoughts you want from me or hot takes? Um, do, you, do you want to talk about Devin Funches to the Colts? Ah, that is actually a great place for me to end because I've been a fan <laughs> of Devin Funches from his days in Michigan when he was a tight end and then suddenly he was a wide receiver. Uh, I actually really like this deal on, on both sides. He gets he gets one year, about $13 million if I remember correctly, and uh, – He's a pretty good receiver. He's just solid, uh, and he'll be a nice addition into their Colts. He'll meld in. I mean, they got a lot of cap space, but this doesn't tie it up for the future uh, and gives him a chance to maybe have a little bit bigger. He's had some big roles in the past, but to excel then on the um, uh, on the Colts as they look to be a, a pretty strong team going forward and, and bolstering that offense. So uh, with the weaker uh, wide receiver market and the Colts need to upgrade at wide receiver, and since they were not going to be a player for Antonio Brown, uh, I think this was a, a smart call by them. Okay. I, I, I was kind of expecting that nobody would actually care about them as the Colts, but uh, yeah, no, <laughs> and I, 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 I'm with you. All right. Uh, we, 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 we will uh, see you next time, Jack. Absolutely. Um, all right. No, I, I, and, and I do actually agree that I, I like the move because I, again, it's a one year deal where they're not, um, not committing and they they have plenty of cap room so you know why not get get another option there for andrew luck um all right now where was i um let's talk about the arizona cardinals um they are trying to upgrade 
um, in a lot of different places. Um, so they signed Terrell Suggs, T. Sizzle. Um, he's coming to Arizona. Um, and they traded for the Steelers right tackle, Marcus Gilbert, um, which I thought was a little bit surprising. The Steelers gave up Marcus Gilbert ever having such a, uh, such a good offensive line. Um, you, uh, what do you think, Pep? Uh, and they're also making a lot of moves before the period, uh, free agency negotiations started, uh, with guys like Robert Alford, right? And, um, yeah. They were kind of, you know, not going for the, the hottest girls at the bar, but just kind of adding players, kind of uh, similar to what the 2014 Raiders did. Um, yeah. Not saying that strategy always works out, but. <laughs> right. I, th- I think it's I think it's really the only move if you're a team like the Cardinals that just has holes everywhere. You know, you, you don't want to just go out and get a big splash players because that's not going to help you. Uh, you need help everywhere so just get a bunch of you know solid pieces and maybe you won't be you know a contender next year but you know you're building to where you can you know get up be back to being an average team and then start you know making your way from there and then maybe you can make make the big splash when you're when you're closer to contention yeah exactly uh, and and i do want to just t- quickly talk about the steelers uh I, I, I'm a little worried about the Steelers. Do you think, you know, they, they lose Antonio Brown, obviously Le'Veon Bell's out the door, and now they trade away Mark Skilbert. You know, their offensive line has been, you know, the, really the crux of that team. When I mean, it's certainly their offense has been what has carried them, and uh, they, they lose, you know, possibly the best uh, wide receiver in football, um, maybe the best running back in football too. Um, at least one of one of the best, and now they're 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 starting. Their offensive line has been together longer than any other offensive line in the league. So you know, somebody was bound to leave eventually. But this, and it's not like Marcus Gilbert was was the best player on that offensive line, but still losing. Uh, he's been a solid right tackle, and you know, we I, I don't know who they're gonna replace him with. Yeah, I completely agree. You, I, I just don't know why you'd ship away a, a right tackle like that for what I believe was a fifth round pick as well, maybe. Yep. And yep. so, sure, you have three fifth round picks this year. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> also, you I just mean, lost Jesse James, who's arguably your best tight end, and now you're stuck with Vance McDonald as your tight end number one. Right. And that, yeah. And I think like, it, it's strange when, you know, tackles are just getting so valued on the open when they hit the open market, but then you trade a guy like Marcus Gilbert for a fifth round pick again, you know, not like he's worth the world, but when you're paying Trent Brown, you know, four years, 66 million, I don't think Marcus Gilbert is much worse than Trent Brown. Honestly, they're pretty, pretty close in bear ability in my opinion i think he immediately becomes the best uh lineman on the cardinals so so uh, you know i like to move for the cardinals definitely needed to upgrade that offensive line if they want you know whoever ends up being a behind center uh, not to get killed <laughs> yeah uh, i mean they need some consistency and you you're right to be worried about the steelers they've completely regressed uh, there's clear locker room issues and um i mean 
everybody's leaving the door open for the Browns to get that much better in this division and that much more competitive. I yep. mean, uh, even the Bengals, I, the Ravens it, and the Bengals. If you're picking the, the AFC North right now, who are you picking to win the division? I'm picking the Browns. Me too. <laughs> like, I know people are like, oh, it's premature to like pick the Browns. This or, uh, you know, tons of people are picking the Browns, but then, you know, there are all those contrarians who are like, oh, come on, everybody's just taking the Browns right now. How can you trust the Browns? Well, I can't trust the Browns, but if I'm looking at it right now, like they're, I think they're the best team. Like the, the Bengals are kind of a mess. The Steelers are losing pieces left and right. Uh, I kind of like the Ravens, but uh, I don't really trust Lamar Jackson that much uh, long term. And you know, Baker Mayfield's a beast. I, I think the the Browns have have a lot of pieces, and I I like where they're going. Yeah, I do too. And the Ravens did lose T Sizzle and Eric Weddle, and uh, yeah, by their choice. Um, but yeah, I just don't trust Lamar Jackson at all. <laughs> yeah. And of course, yeah, CJ Mosley could be could be out the door as well. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that that is a tough blow for their defense. Uh, we'll we'll have to see if they can replace all those pieces. Um. Anyway, let's talk about a few more signings. Um, Titans signed Adam Humphreys four year, thirty six million. Kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, any any hot takes on that? Not really. It's the Titans. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. You will have like the same production Justin Hunter did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, I, 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 it's whatever. Yeah, I don't really care that much. Um, the uh, the Broncos signing Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson had an excellent year, career year last year. Um, great tackling cornerback. Um, and you know they they needed they need another piece there. Yeah, uh, great addition because Bradley, Bradley Roby didn't have his best season. Yeah, nah, he's a free agent now, so looks like Kareem Jackson's going to be his replacement. Um, so, I, you know, I, I I like the move. It's fine. Um, how about um, the the Chiefs making some big moves? Uh, talk briefly about it. Sign, signing the honey, honey Badger to three years, $42 million. Uh, also brought in Carlos Hyde. Um, what, what, what do you think? And uh, they also released Justin Houston uh, earlier today. Um, what, what, what do you think? Of, do you think this Chiefs defense is moving in the right direction? I, I don't know. I like the Honey Badger signing. They released Justin Houston, and they're also shopping D Ford. Um, right. And if they lost D Ford, I think that's a big step back. For a defense yeah. that gave up a lot of points, uh, yeah. I love the Carlos Hyde signing. I think he can absolutely get back on his feet here in uh, Kansas City because they need they need that uh, at least one two down back, and then maybe Damian Williams can handle third down duties. Um, but they got Carlos Hyde on a really good deal. Um, yeah, and he's still fairly young, so he can have. Some good years, I think, in an Andy Reid offense. Right. But, yeah, uh, defense. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little concerned. You know, if they, certainly if they lose, if they trade away D Ford, then then that's you know a huge blow. They lose their two their two edge rushers. Uh, they still have Chris Jones, who's who's a really good player, but you know, not having D 
D Ford and Justin Houston would be a, a huge blow. Uh, I, I like, I really like the Honey Badger signing. I think it's a, a good move to try to shore up that secondary. Um, hopefully, they can add some corners as well. Um, but you know, that pass rush is the most important part of the defense in, in today's NFL, and that was the one part of the that the, the, the one aspect of their defense that they were good at last year um, with those three fearsome pass rushes and one's already cut. Uh, another one could be on the trade block. Uh, I, I am concerned, um, but I, I think the chiefs will be fine overall. Their, their offense is good enough to cover from for some holes in their defense. If they can just, you know, patch it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Eric Weddle to the Rams. Um, I guess he's replacing Lamarcus Joyner. Uh, certainly seems like he's lost a step, but he is, you know, a defensive leader and he, he, he is able to diagnose defenses. So could be helpful for them. Um, and then one, one more trade from last week. Um, Browns traded Kevin Zeitler for Olivier Vernon, uh, which is an interesting player for player trade. Uh, I, I, to me, I thought the giants won this trade. Yeah, they, uh, Needed a lot of help on that offensive line still, and uh, mm. they shelled out a lot of cap space in Olivier Vernon. Yeah. So, uh, but he was uh, actually an effective rusher. Yeah, um, he he was. Like that's. So yeah. I, I do like uh, the Browns just getting another player and adding depth to that pass rush. For sure, and they 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 were shopping Zeitler because they they drafted uh, Austin Corbett to to play that. Uh, guard spot opposite Joel Petonio. Um but Kevin Zeitler has been a really good player for for the Browns. It's just a little surprising to give him up for well, I mean, for for a player who you know Olivia and Olivia Vernon who you know might have just been cut by the Giants anyway because of his cap figure. Um, but uh, I agree, he is he is a good rusher, and they did need somebody opposite Miles Garrett. Emmanuel Ogba was was a pretty big disappointment last year, um, and now you know you got three guys in, in a and you know they also had uh, early production from uh, their their rookie Janot Avery, um, so you know he he kind of faded down the stretch. Um, so I I don't know maybe with a uh, with a little more rotation make make all those guys a little more fresh. Um, yeah. <laughs> that can uh, that can help that out. Um, all right, so I think those were all the signings I wanted to to touch on for today. I'm sure there'll be many more signings tomorrow by the time uh, anybody listens to this, or I should say by uh, by the time uh, this podcast gets released, because by the time uh, this anybody listens to it, uh, that will probably be like three years from now. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> once uh, once pro football jokes hits it big. Um, so I did just want to briefly talk about the combine, uh, cause we didn't get to talk about it. Um, some big, uh, big takeaways, uh, just so, so the running back group, a little bit disappointing. Um, nobody really stood out. Um, Josh Jacobs obviously was, was hurt, uh, and didn't, didn't work out. So he was top running back. Um, and the wide receivers though, very impressive, uh, especially the guy everybody's talking about, DK Metcalf, uh, 6'3", 228, uh, ran a 4'3", 40-and-a-half-inch uh, 40, 40 vertical. Um, but his uh, his three-cone drill a little bit 
Uh, it was his three cone drill and his shut twenty yard shuttle were both worse than Tom Brady's. Um, so that that's a little bit concerning. Uh, and also his best season in college, he had about six hundred yards, a little over six hundred yards. So I don't know. I'm I'm like when you look at like the athletic profile of of him, I'm like considering taking him at number one overall in our dynasty draft, but. Then, then I look at those red flags. I'm like, it's like the only guys he compares to athletically are like Julio Jones and Calvin Johnson, who are both you know monsters in the NFL. But you know that that cone drill, you know, that cone drill wish, is so important, man. <laughs> wish I knew his IQ test. Was it? Yeah. If if only they still made him do the wonderlick. Yeah. And uh, maybe you could do some route running drills with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just got to hope that he's a possession receiver, probably a red zone threat if he were Madden 07 uh, um, target. But, um, yeah, you know, stop uh, throwing smoke screens on the podcast, Alex. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I have the number one overall pick. You can't do anything about it. Um, but, you know, I, I still have to you make that decision. It'll end up – uh, coming down to you know where everybody gets drafted anyway, but uh, also some impressive defensive players: Montez Sweat, uh, Rashawn Gary running blazing fast forties as edge rushers. Uh, Quinnen Williams had the best forty uh, yard time, forty yard dash time of a three hundred pound uh, player since two thousand twelve. Um, so that that solidified his stock as the best interior defensive lineman um and uh anyone else that was uh impressive uh no fant ran a four five one forty uh t- tight end at iowa um so that was also impressive um but uh big news um that uh, we, we also didn't get a chance to talk about is that you know do do, do you think the, the the cardinals are gonna end up taking kyla murray at one I wonder if somebody trades up. I think they're just uh, throwing smoke screens. You you think it's all all ploy? You don't think they're going to trade Josh, Josh Rosen? I mean, it would just be so embarrassing for them to trade Josh Rosen because they can't they can't get nearly what they spent <laughs> on him. I mean, he's got to be nothing later than like a late third rounder. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, people have been speculating all over the place. Like some people have been saying, yeah, like he's getting no no better than a third. Some people think they can still get a first round pick for him. Um, I mean, he is just one year removed from being a first round pick. I know he was put in a horrible situation. Like think about like Jared Goff and Mitchell Trubisky in their rookie years. That uh, then again, I, I I still have questions about both those players. So. I don't know. It, I I, I, I kind of doubt it at this point too. I think we would have heard a little bit. More. It's kind of cooled down since the combine. Uh, so I, I I do think Kyler Murray is going to go. It's certainly top five. I mean, I, yeah. P- people, it's, people it's a, seem set on him. It's got to be. I mean, if there's any dark horse trying to trade up, it's Tampa Bay or the New York Giants, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, every other team in this top fifteen, except for like Miami, seems to have their quarterback. Um, 
it's just uh, if the Cardinals want to take Kyler Murray, go ahead. Um, but I, I just don't. Yeah, Josh Rosen just he had such a bad rookie season. It's not totally his fault, but man, yeah, it 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 was pretty terrible. Um, I'm with you that. Uh, what 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 would you think if the Redskins traded for Josh Rosen? I really don't want them to. I, <laughs> I just wanted everyone to stop talking when they suggested that. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit. I'm like because I wasn't that big a fan of Josh Rosen coming out of college, and obviously he did nothing to make me feel any better about him in his rookie season. Um, but it's like if I'm the like. The red scenes, I'm like, I just want them to try something. It's like, at least, at least if you trade for Josh Rosen, like, I have something to root for, like, hoping he might be good. I don't know. But, yeah, it's probably, probably a bad decision. Um, anyway, I guess that's all the combine talk. I wanted to, there's, there's not really much else to talk about. It's, uh, it's not like we've uh, poured hours uh, scouting these guys, so... Um, just, just some impressive first takeaways. Um, I, I, I would like to get a little, little scouting done before the, before the draft, figure out who, who I'm taking at least in fantasy. Um, but also just to, you know, get my, get my mock drafts in, predict the pick. Um, cause, uh, you know, I always enjoy doing that, but uh, I think that'll do it. Uh, for today's pod, oh, I'm sorry, um, I for- almost forgot our, our our ending segment. Um, we got to give our overreactions. Oh, um, it's the best, the best segment. Yes. Um, I I wish Reeb was here to give his, um, but since he's not, why don't you uh, kick us off, Pep? All right. I think the winner of free agency day one is the Green Bay Packers for making absolutely no moves. Still. <laughs> being the same team and thinking they have the pride to not living make up these to Ted Thompson. I mean, these, these Packers fans on Twitter are going nuts right now. <laughs> They're like, do something, please. <laughs> um, yeah. Great job guys. Uh, there are totally no holes on your team whatsoever. Ted, um, Ted Thompson uh, is holding Brian Gutekunst hostage. So he can't make any, any moves. Yeah. He's like draft, draft, draft. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The team's in uh, trouble. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're like me in uh, Madden 07. I, I like to build my team through the draft, through defensive tackles specifically. <laughs> yeah, they need to draft another defensive tackle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it says you only have one linebacker, but dude, this defensive tackle runs a four seven. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that's that, that'd be pretty cool. I, 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 you know, you heard me talking about Quinton Williams. Like that's not too I draft. I hope the Redskins straight up for him. Yeah, I mean, it, how many bench reps <laughs> did he get? Because that's that's a big deal. It is. Uh, he got he got quite a lot. I can't I can't remember exactly what he got. Um, but all right, my overreaction um, is that uh, is that uh, the Redskins were right to trade for Case Keenum and Case Keenum is going to be back to being a pro bowler this next year um, and uh, lead the Redskins to the playoffs. I like that overreaction. I like that overreaction. And you know, it's kind of funny, Alex, you have a lot more optimism for the Redskins uh, compared to my optimism 
a year ago when we traded for Alex Smith, except you're just excited about Case Keenum. True. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really excited for Case Keenum, I'll be honest. It's but... going to shift next year. <laughs> you'll you'll see the glass yeah. half full. Yep. It's, it's, it's fun times being a Redskins fan. We get to take turns. Um, all right. I think that uh, that concludes our overreaction segment and our podcast. So uh, let's uh, let's get out of here. Um, I am your host. Uh, hey, uh, Ox, uh, saying goodbye for me, uh, Pep the Chep, and uh, Jemp3020, who uh, left a little while ago. Uh, we will see you next time.